0: Welcome to the Home Inspired Podcast, where we discover the power and potential of home. Journey with a community of kingdom-minded moms as we look at the micro-nation of home and the world-changing possibilities within our own four walls. All right, we are back and we are here with my friend, Felicia Skeldon, who I'm very excited to have on this podcast, um, Felicia and I haven't hung out for like a super long time, yeah. but I think we've kind of admired each other from afar for a long, it's <laughs> been a long time, yes. <laughs> but yes. I, um, I have always admired your passion for righteousness and, um, I, and your boldness and, um, and just that uh, I think you are just one of those people that it's sort of like, man, I wish I could be like her one day a little (laughs) bit because, um, I think you're just so passionate about it that you are unafraid of, you know, backlash as you like, I I just see you as like a whistleblower as Mm. someone who, you know, opens the, um, the vault of lies so that p- they may be exposed. Yes. And um and I just I love that about you. And then mm-hmm. there's this also this side of you that is just so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and so in love with um just encounters with God that every time I'm with you I'm just like I want more Jesus, which is just like a great, you know. <laughs> I thing. feel the same way. I love you? I love having friends <laughs> like that because it's just like you just it's just so good. Yeah. It's so good.
1: It's very much needed.
0: Yeah. So thanks for being here. Well,
1: oh, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So, would you share with our listeners just a little bit about your background, like where you grew up, mm-hmm. you know, your family and yeah. stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Um, I originally grew up in Corpus Christi. I was born in Arlington, Texas, but moved to Corpus and um, was pretty much thrown into a broken home, uh, with my mother and, um, her husband was very abusive, but thankfully God, you know, rescued us out of that. And, um, sorry, I'm like getting really nervous talking no, about you're this. you fine. You're fine. Okay. You're okay. Will you be able to edit it? Yeah, sure. I can edit it. Yeah. <laughs> um, where should I start?
0: Do you want to start over?
1: Yeah, I don't want to say too much.
0: Okay. Hey. um.
1: So um, my only father figure that I had was very abusive. My biological father wasn't in the picture, so um, my mom married a man that was an alcoholic and had a lot of issues with mental illness, so he took it out on us most of the time, and thankfully she survived when he tried to kill her. Uh, and I was sixteen, and he went to prison, and they got a divorce. so after that, I got into really heavy drugs and um, Understandable. yeah, I mean, I was addicted to pornography from second grade till I was eighteen. Wow. just was introduced at an early age yes. and um, being molested when I was four, it just it it was always lingering in my childhood and and so I became a homosexual, and I was dating. Girls and thought I was going to marry one after I got out of high school, and um, then my mom got radically saved through an AA program, and she was coming off of a meth addiction. How old were you? I was 17 at 17, that point. Okay. Yeah. So right after she was coming off of a meth. Yes. Oh so goodness. she had invited me to an AA meeting, and um, I remember these people standing up talking about how. Only a higher power could save them from their addictions and from sex addiction and all these different things and and it dawned on me, I remember like like an epiphany, like something came into the natural and it was it wasn't of this world, it was like weird and now I know it was the Holy Spirit, but I remember being there, and I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And, I, and everything was going to change after that. Wow. And I, I went home and looked up epiphany because I remember hearing that word, this is an epiphany. And the guy, I don't remember his name, but he created the term epiphany. And it's literally, the definition is when the supernatural comes into the natural. Wow. So it just started this whole journey with God and discovering, like, who he was. And we went to Bible studies on Friday nights and church. And um, so my mom ended up marrying her drug dealer. And they're both saved. They've been sober for years. Wow. And just What a story. I mean it's totally
0: I should interview your mom too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she could tell you. It would be amazing. Wow. But yeah, that that pretty much sums up my childhood experience. <laughs> wow. That's
0: wild and so redemptive. Yes. Too. Yes. So then for you, was that the beginning of your walk with God was kind of that epiphany moment? And Mm -hmm. then you started to learn about who he really was. Yes,
1: yes, that he was nothing like anyone I'd ever been with. Mm -hmm. Um, And he quickly delivered me from all of the porn addiction, the drugs, that just my whole perception of love was basically lust at that point. And Mm -hmm. I just discovered what real love looked like and instantly wanted to share it with everyone. And I ended up going back to the club we used to go to in Dallas. Um it was open from four A.M. to eight A.M. and we would take ecstasy and, you know, people were on cocaine. And I remember going there with a group of friends from church and we were handing out water bottles and like praying over people who came out. And I someone captured a photo of me holding this girl. And I, I knew it was like I was holding myself, you know, mm-hmm. at that time and just how much impact I could make. Knowing that I used to be there, you know, and now I'm not, (laughs) I'm not in that spot anymore with the darkness. And so, yeah. Um,
0: Was that a process for you of walking out of homosexuality or was it like an instant deal?
1: Well, interesting enough, I went to Bible college uh, when I was 20 and uh, there was a lot of homosexuals there. So the spirit of homosexuality was definitely there uh, on campus and I, I would come up, you know, and and feel it on people and I'd feel the draw and there was obviously a little bit of an open door because I, I felt comfort in that, you mm-hmm. know, going through what I went through and feeling the domination of men. And, you know, I, I found a comfort in being with women, um, but then instantly God would show me revelation of why that person struggled with it. And my heart mm-hmm. just broke because I realized how the enemy will twist us all into that brokenness, and then we feed off of each other in wow. wanting comfort, you know, wow. but really it's an empty hole of despair. And so that was a process he he walked me through in my college days, and thankfully I never fell into it again yeah. Um, and just was more aware of why people struggled with it. Yeah. So...
0: And you got married pretty young. Is yes, that right? Yes. How old were you when you got married? Uh,
1: I was 21.
0: Okay, so it was like a year after you went to Bible college. Yes. And did you meet him at Bible college? No.
1: Um, His mother was actually my youth pastor at the church that my mom was attending. And I saw him from afar I thought he was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and we only knew each other through social media, but I was like, Lord, he's beautiful. And and in my heart, just thinking, oh my gosh, like I was just like melting, but I never said anything to God about it. Like I didn't think, oh, that should be my husband. I just, I just really thought he was gorgeous. And I talked to his mom about it. and was like, I really think your son's cute. And she was like, oh, we'll pray for him. He's drug dealing and, you know, struggling. And wow. so right when I heard that, I was like, uh-uh, nope, can't do that. Like I'm following the Lord. And then years later, we um, ended up talking on social media somehow, and talking to each other about each other's families, and asked him how his mom was doing, and um, uh, he invited me over, and we watched the movie Father of Lights, and we instantly knew. All of us knew. That was your first date was watching Father. For people who don't know, that's like a
0: radical, (laughs) yeah, very radical edge Jesus movie that is so cool. Yes, but it's like miracles like yes. gold dust, just radical things that that was your first so good i love it that's like the the law first mention you know it's like, oh it's man just like that was the launching pad for your relationship <laughs> no it was
1: well the code word for me was africa because i knew i was going to go to africa and god had been stirring that in my heart and then when he and i were messaging i said what do you want to do with your life you know and he said well I'd really like to go to Africa and shine light on the poverty there and what's going on and do film there. And I'm like, okay, God, this is weird. Cause I've I never mentioned this. it. <laughs> I've never even talked to this guy, yeah. you know, like I knew him from afar and I knew his so mom. Cool. So that was where I was like, okay, this might be something. Yeah. And it was
0: love it. Yeah. How long have you guys been married?
1: Seven years last Sunday. Yeah. Seven years last Sunday.
0: And you guys have been busy
1: very busy we have four beautiful daughters
0: <laughs> they are they're beautiful thank you yeah and what are how old are they
1: okay so our oldest is six and then we have a four-year-old a three-year-old and a one-year-old go girl yeah you got this we got it we got it man <laughs> we're doing it oh,
0: good. <laughs> i love you so so um we had talked about this a little bit before but um you have had quite a journey of healing mm-hmm. in the midst of marriage and like for me, a lot of this stuff, just because I got so married so much later in life, a lot of the stuff that I needed to work through, I worked through as a single person,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a
0: different journey. Yeah, But for you, you've walked through it as a mom and mm-hmm. as a wife. Mm-hmm. And can you share a little bit about that and what yeah. that's been like, maybe the pitfalls that you've oh, definitely. encountered and definitely. the victories
1: that you've seen? Yes, I would love to. Um, well, with the whole porn addiction thing, that was a huge wound that I had to work through considering that my husband was still addicted to it when we got married. And when I discovered that it just opened up a whole can of worms because You know, being molested so young and then being introduced to pornography and developing this mindset that you had to be what you saw on porn to, you know, win the heart of a man. Um, Homosexuality was a safety net for me in Mm. that. And so opening my heart to this guy who I know God sent me and he's struggling with pornography. It was like, whoa, okay, hold on. And I was just crushed. But God showed me that through sin he doesn't run away from us he gets closer Mm. and when my husband was struggling what saved our marriage was that I got closer I didn't run Mm. away and of course that wasn't an easy thing to do right offhand like I I did definitely pull away for a little bit and try to figure out like what is going on with me what's going on with my husband like what do we need to do but ultimately it was love that transformed my husband and he hasn't watched porn in years. So, wow. um,
0: okay, well, wait, wait, just pause time out. <laughs> um, so like I have friends who have discovered that their husband has a porn addiction mm-hmm. and, um, can you like walk us through a little bit more of the detail of yeah. how you drew near as opposed to push away? Because Ooh, yes. that's like, yes, a miracle. Yes, it is. Yeah,
1: definitely. Well, I had to dump my insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, wow. I definitely had to see myself the way God does and in every sense of the word, just confidence, um, that I am beautiful. It doesn't matter what is being portrayed on the screen or what my husband's looking at. Um, every time that I wanted to check his phone, you know, to see if he was looking at it, the Lord revealed to me that. I wouldn't want someone checking my life to see every time I'm sinning. Mm -hmm. So I stopped doing that because it ultimately makes you go crazy. Why do you want to do that? You know, so stop doing that. And I you feel scrutinized. Yeah. Yeah. And and I gave it to God. I really trusted God that he could handle it. I'm not God, you know, and ultimately if my husband's the one sinning in that area, he has to deal with that with God, Mm -hmm. not me. So if I take care of me, he'll take care of my husband. And when we would express, you know, sexuality with each other in in the bedroom, um, I really had to put walls down to, to let him love me, Mm -hmm. even though he struggled. Mm -hmm. But what helped him with that struggle was the fact that I let him love me. And I think a lot of the times men are so used to an instant gratification that once the wife rejects them because of that addiction, the only thing they can do is turn back, to the addiction because this part where God created it Mm -hmm. for them to feel loved, like feel love, like God would love them. It's not happening. So then they feel more ashamed, not only for their wife, but God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're stuck in this pit because you're like, my wife doesn't love me. God definitely doesn't love me. You know, what else am I going to do? Right. So.
0: And so like, just practically like, you know, in that time when you would be, getting ready to you know express sexuality yes like, yes would you just like would you just pray i mean would you make a choice would you be like okay lord please help me i know that what i need to do right now is yeah. receive him yeah like wholeheartedly would yes you just do that yes
1: and i i really did it was just that like i had to just do it and just as if nothing else was happening yeah. um and a little by little i would feel my husband come out like past the lust and you know the 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 worldly perception of sex i could feel him coming out more and more because i was and that's really what god does with us so beautiful you know
0: that's so beautiful
1: (laughs) yeah and it. i mean it takes time for sure sex even if you don't have a spouse that struggles with pornography sex is a difficult thing to connect with but when you let holy spirit engage you and that person and make you yourself aware of the insecurities you have then you start seeing how the engagement with your spouse is a direct correlation with the engagement of God. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Do and you... it's holy. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's worship.
1: Yes, it's worship. It's nothing... worship, I <laughs>
0: doubt. Isn't that so good? <laughs> God knew it to be enjoyed. Yeah, and it's going back to the garden. And it's oh, really yeah. And be like, no shame. No shame. Yeah. No so shame. it's so beautiful that you are able to diffuse the shame
1: oh yes yes
0: heart i mean wow what a ministry yeah right because
1: i definitely had my struggles with sin of you know losing my temper or nagging or you know the things that women were were different we're built different from men and we have a lot of tasks we got to get done throughout the day and we tend to take it on our husbands i mean there were things and god's like you've got your things you're working on and and ultimately he had both of us and yeah, we're both delivered. So
0: wow, so great. Yeah. Okay, so um, you were so I had to do that timeout because I just knew that would really help some people. Oh yeah, I'm glad you did. But um, you were talking about <clears throat> the process of healing in the midst of marriage and family. Yes. And so yes, you said that opened up a big yes, that of part of it, the yeah. sex
1: part of it. Yes, for sure. Uh, another part would be depression and anxiety. Um, which I've always had. I think, I think it, it was probably inherited from my mother's side of the family with the anxiety and the panic attacks, but the depression definitely came from the suffering I endured through, you know, the, the pain and the trauma. Um, and that didn't happen until I was 20 when I was in Bible college, my brain pretty much cracked and I could not think for myself. I could not write papers, couldn't read nothing. and, and, mm. It was very debilitating. And I remember having a, a professor who went through PPD, which is funny because I ended up going through that later. But it postpartum really depression. postpartum depression. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it really helped me because she said she remembers not being able to write down a list of groceries because her mind just couldn't operate mm-hmm. well. So for the last three weeks of school, she passed me in all three classes I had with her and help me get out of school and graduate with my associate's degree. And so I got to go home knowing, okay, I finished that. You know, I have an Mm -hmm. associate's degree from Bible college and and now I can heal and whatever that looks like. And my mom made sure I went to the doctor, got on some antidepressants. And even though the religious scrupulosity, which if you're not familiar with that, it's where you have an O C D tendency in your brain that's wrapped around religion Mm -hmm. and being perfect for God. And Mm -hmm. um Uh, it almost killed me, but Mm. because my mother said, we need to go to the doctor. You need to be on meds. I did it and I'm still here today. So, um, I really believe that God works through medication, through doctors. Mm. There's so much grace wrapped around that Mm -hmm. so much. And he cares about his bride. So, um, yeah, with that, I think there's still some things I'm working out with the anxiety part of it, having fear and, you know, normal things like going to the grocery store and, and, picking out what I'm going to cook for dinner. Like it mm-hmm. I used to freak out so much that I couldn't go to the grocery store because mm. I didn't know what to cook. And then I'd freak out about my kids eating and it. it was just this never-ending torment, but now I'm I'm able to do those things and enjoy Thank them. God. You know, like so he delivers and he heals yeah. so. So yeah, it's been it's been a walk and um the PPD one thing I want to address is do not allow shame and guilt to keep you from God because your chemicals matter to God, and when they're out of order, they're out of order and mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes the price you pay for having children and going through things in your past and you know your brain just can't take it and God sees you as this beautiful network that he's putting back together, and he's going to be able to pass that network, which is you He's going to pass you on to these other people in the body of Christ and give them keys and tools to work with to bring them closer to him and, and be healed. So yeah. that's where, where I'm at today.
0: I love it. <laughs> I love it because it's not like some people would just, um, make it so cut and dry. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's a journey Yeah, it is. and it's a journey of faith and it's a journey of discovery. And I love how Jesus just meets us in the journey wherever we are, like, he's just with us. It's so good. He loves, he just loves so well. So he
1: does. He so does.
0: So with your child raising, um, and with having to process stuff from your past and also, um, the anxiety and depression, like what are some of the pitfalls that you felt fall that you feel like, um, you could, if you could, help spare others from going in those pitfalls who are maybe healing themselves? Mm -hmm. What would you say?
1: Wow. Forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. You really have to forgive yourself because God already forgave you before he created the earth. He already knew every sin you're going to commit. And what Jesus did on the cross, like it's a done deal. You're forgiven, but you really have to Release yourself from the burden and um forgive yourself, love yourself, allow yourself to rest mm-hmm. um when you lose your temper with your children, and you hear those voices coming in and panic, and did I just ruin my kids like all those things are lies because God's not saying that he He will never say that, and when you know that hope, you can get through anything and and every day has a new mercy a new hope and you don't have to worry anymore. There's no fear. And I've been holding on to that scripture that says fear has to do with torment. Mm. And He gave us perfect love. So really, it's it's reminding yourself of the perfect love. Every single moment that you can remember, it's His perfect love. And it's it's just flooding you. Mm. And don't give in to the shame and the guilt. That is a doorway to the enemy. And that's one of the main struggles with PPD and depression, anxiety is the shame and guilt. It's a constant cycle. But if the enemy can't keep you there, you're only going up. Mm -hmm. That's all you can do. Mm -hmm. So let it go. Mm -hmm. That's what I've had to do.
0: So good. And I found that like with my kids, when they see me in process, like when they see me Like, Jesus, I really need you right now, like, out loud, you (laughs) know, (laughs) I'm about to lose it with these (laughs) children, (laughs) like, saying that out loud in front of them, you know, but it's, it, it, A, it helps them see the process, Mm. which it's like, I'm human. Yeah. And I need God just as much as they do. Yes. You know? Yes. And B, it, it sometimes helps them minister actually to me. Mm, wow. Which is just so beautiful. Like, wow. Like I remember one time G, uh, Judah said, I, I, I said, Judah, I'm so sorry. Like mama just really needs Jesus right now. And he goes, mom needs Jesus. I need Jesus. Dad <laughs> needs Jesus. Everybody. <laughs> he said that? <laughs> that is awesome. Is so sweet? I was, yes. I just, What
1: do you what do you say to that? It's like, oh yeah, it's true. I love that. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of another struggle, of course, with with my husband Eric. We both grew up in homes of yellers, so when we're going through a stressful experience, our voices do heighten, and there's no cussing or hitting, none of that. Thank God, but. With the, you know, the high-pitched voices and the fear, I'm just thinking, man, my kids are going to be scarred like I was, you know, and that's the instant thought I have. But then God says, no, you just go to them, you apologize, you say, mommy and daddy you are so sorry, and we're getting help, you know, we're we're going through counseling, and, and we don't want to scream around you guys, and, and you just apologize, and that can do wonders, because when they see how you handle conflict, if they go through those things with their spouses and they yell or what have you... Um, they know that they can just apologize, and it shows you how easy it is to just let go like you're okay, you're loved um and that's that's all I want my kids to walk away with is that they're loved and and even when they make mistakes, it's okay so good, so
0: so good. He gives grace to the humble. you humble yourself
1: yes, he does that is good. I love that yeah, no, it's <laughs> yes, really
0: true. so it's, true. there's so much grace. So there is when you just humble yourself,
1: That's all you got to do,
0: <laughs> and not feel like you have to be perfect all the time. Yes, exactly. Impossible, very,
1: it would be very hard to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, what so tell me about like, um, you know, this is a crazy time. I'm interviewing you, and mm-hmm. I'm changing gears a little bit, okay? But, um, you know, this is 2020, this is big election year, lots of, mm-hmm. you know, social churning. Yeah. Um, what has that been like for you guys as a family? How have you um, processed that? Because I know for everybody, everybody's experiencing things. Everybody's experiencing, yeah. there's different, you know, economic strain. There's mm-hmm. different. How have you guys um, worked through that and found peace, joy? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, I do try to tune into voices of people who i know are confirmed and have seen in the future and it's come to pass so that mm-hmm. i'm you know more caught up in and have an understanding of where we're headed because like
0: prophetic
1: voices, yeah, yeah because when you look at what's going on now obviously you're like okay this jesus is coming back you know like <laughs> so i'm just up. gonna relax like we're just gonna ride this through but um yeah, we've we've thought about public school because we want our kids, you know, to be a light. But finding out that they had to wear a mask all day in school was just not okay. So yeah. we thankfully found a school that um, they worship and they pray. There's no masks. And it's a private school. And, and we just feel like this is where we're going to put them. And, you know, next year may change. But as far as the masks go, we really didn't want our kids to have to wear that. Um, but other than that, I think they would have been great because our kids – are way ahead of us and and our struggle is seeing in the spirit realm that our ceiling is already their floor Mm. so where they're growing right now the amount of anointing they will carry because of what they're going through at their age is going to skyrocket compared Mm. to what we grew up in Mm. and even though it seems so dark it says in the Word, um, where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Mm-hmm. So where the darkness abounds, light abounds more, love and that. we're made of light, literally in the spirit yeah. realm. So our kids are going to be great; they'll be fine, and yeah. God's got it. And really, He just wants us to tap into His intimate love for us individually, so that we can fuel our children, and and know how to launch them into God deeper and deeper, mm-hmm. in the midst of a dark world. You know, yeah,
0: that's such a great
1: focus i know you have the same focus you and austin are like beacons oh y'all really are
0: thanks so how do you how do you cultivate that in your kids like on a daily basis like oh girl
1: i try to i try to stay in the secret place like I don't know if you're probably familiar with um, Georgian and Winnie Banoff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just the bliss and the joy of God, just getting up and getting coffee, the simplicity of that. Mm-hmm. The fact that I even have coffee and creamer in my fridge, like oh. I'll just sit in that for like 30 minutes. <laughs> i
0: that's amazing that's so good because like uh, okay I have like a mini version of that I do not have a 30 minute version of that I have like a mini like if things if I feel the tension rising like my initial kind of turn your soul Naomi is thank you God for coffee oh thank yeah thank you God no for same here house. I thank do that throughout God the day for you know just thank you God. yeah yeah but it's much more like that's the thank you God for coffee is the open door to like, yeah, thank you God for my husband. Thank you God. You know, yes. like it, it builds like a momentum yes. of like gratitude yes. in my heart. But I love that you just like stay there. I mean like thirty minutes. I'm so grateful for God.
1: And I wish I could do that every day. But on the days where it doesn't happen that way, I'm doing what you're doing, where like I'm having to remind myself, okay, I have a hot shower, I've got TV, like my beautiful kids have clothes to wear. Like and sometimes I'll even I'll try to show my kids photos of the slums in Brazil and Mm -hmm. you know, keep them keep them fresh on what the world is like Mm -hmm. because they're going to be out there, and I know we're going to take our kids to the nation. So mm-hmm. I just try to show them those photos, and and then it reminds me when I'm looking at them, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have a house we live in. Like, I'm over here complaining it's a duplex, you know, with cockroach-infested neighbors and, you know, these crazy things that – but God is so in it, and we're so blessed. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy, but when you can sit down and drink coffee for 30 minutes with God, like – Granted, I go I refill it. and get a second cup, but, you know, you're sitting there and just you're drinking it, reading a book or, you know, talking yeah. with the Lord. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah.
0: And so you, cause, so when I asked you that question I, about <coughs> how you cultivate that in your children, mm-hmm. I love how you went to, for, like, to talk about what you do for yourself. Yes, absolutely. And your connection. Yes. And so, um, cause that's something that I've been just more and more aware of as I've been a mom is that like as the mom's connection with the Lord goes so Mm -hmm. goes the rest
1: (laughs) so true so So
0: um, is there anything else you'd like to share about that
1: I think honestly it's the simplest thing but when I make my bed and I get up to do my makeup or my hair my day goes better like when I take care of myself and and you know that scripture says that love others as you love yourself. If you don't love yourself, you don't love yourself or others. Like it's just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So when God teaches us how to love ourselves, it really, really changes the whole atmosphere of your home and how you interact with your husband and how you interact with your children. Mm-hmm. And and when you are able to see yourself the way God does, you can see your kids the way God does and the way he sees your husband. And And it takes over all the fleshly, ickiness that the enemy's trying to keep lingering when really it's dead anyways so why are we worried about it you know we're in eternity so i try to focus on um being outside of time with god because he created time and i'm his i'm his kid so where am i at i'm with him so i i just try to practice that and granted there's things that happen and you know things but but his grace is what takes care of that Mm -hmm. so i don't have to worry you know Mm -hmm. Even if I do fall into stress or, you know, freak out mode, he's so good to show me who I really am Mm. without even pointing out what I just did, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: So what's your process? Like if you have a freak out moment, like it's parenthood is relentless. Yes. So like, when do you do that? Like, like. When do you, how do you, how does that happen where you return to your identity?
1: I could give you an example. So when I was driving the car earlier today, I'm freaking out because I thought I was going to be late here. And my four-year-old starts screaming because the six-year-old accidentally squished her hand on the seat and just... I just like freaked out because of the screams, you know, and, and PPD, you know, mm-hmm. l- noises, you're more sensitive to noise. So I like turn around and I'm like, what happened? And I'm like freaking out myself. And like, mm-hmm. then I'm freaking my kids out. So then after I calm down, I'm like, I'm acting just like my mother. That's what my mother did my whole childhood. Yeah. And then it dawned on me. Okay. So I'm recognizing my mom did that, but it's still not me. And mm-hmm. it's still not really my mom. Mm-hmm. That's not who we are. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I come to that, I I no longer listen to the enemy, but, but I mean, maybe months ago, I would stay in that thought of, I'm just like my mom. I'm only going to be like my mom. Mm-hmm. My kids are going to end up like me because I'm like my mom. And then it would just be this fear and everything would be, I would live from fear mm-hmm. for the rest of the time mm-hmm. because of that one incident that I mm-hmm. just messed up on. Cause I turned around and I freaked out and screamed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So the shame and guilt, that's why you've got to stay clear from that. Do mm-hmm. not listen to it. Shut it off as soon as you're aware of it it's not from god it it will never mm-hmm. be from god and as soon as you can do that like i said you're just going to go up from there mm-hmm. you know
0: i like how you how you distinguished you know i you, you had the thought that's just like my mom and then and then you thought um but that's not really me like yeah that's pretty um insightful yeah. like in a moment you know to realize Oh, that's not really me. That's yeah. just my flesh or whatever. Yes. You know, and to kind of like remove just, dis, dis um distinguish yourself from that mm-hmm. action that you took.
1: Mm-hmm. I had to believe it. I had to believe that it wasn't me. And I think that was a hard thing to get over. But as soon as I forgave my mom and I let God show me who my mom really is to him, it helped me see how he sees me. So, I think that's why forgiveness is so important because then he's able to show you how he sees that person, how he sees you, and one of the key things for me was and this is kind of off on a rabbit trail, but one of my really good guy friends took advantage of me one night um when I was seventeen, and I was on xanax and and he raped me um and um i was I couldn't move, but I remember it happening. And so God had to take me through some healing on that years later. Like this was in the past year that I started bawling. So I'm like, that really happened to me. You know, I mm-hmm. pushed it down for a long time and um, God healed me. And then one night I was sleeping and I I went straight into this, like, it was like a dream like vision because I wasn't mm-hmm. fully asleep, but it was so real. I was in it. And the the friend of mine who who I experienced this with turned around and looked at me and his face was glowing mm. and i remember walking up to him and i was talking to him and and he was talking to me about god and and then i was taken out of it and what's crazy is when i was in the vision dream i had no recollection of what he did to me wow it was just him in his his fully his Gorgeous fully redeemed state, state yeah. yeah and so when i went god said that's how i see him wow and i i had witnessed a lot of issues that this this particular boy went through not having a father and he had extreme mental issues. Like we had cops chasing him down the block with a knife. Like he was going to try to kill himself and just crazy things. So just understanding like how you go from being abused to turning into the abuser and Mm -hmm. God's forgiveness in that. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, my mother obviously abused me verbally and, um, sometimes physically, not often, but, to see what she went through, she was Mm -hmm. raped and she was physically abused by her parents and neglected. And I mean, abused by her husband for years and almost killed. And just to understand the grace that Mm -hmm. God has in that really helped me love myself when I'm struggling with, you know, PPD and and hormones and imbalances and things that you think, man, I'm saved. Like, why am I going through this?
0: Fallen world
1: Fallen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, oh, sorry. It's really not me and God's been showing me it's not who I am and so yeah when I go through it he has a plan because now when I when I endure the attack of the enemy in that way I now have the strategy on how to attack him back in other people's lives where he's trying to attack Mm
0: -hmm. them
1: in the same way Mm -hmm. so the revelation he just gave me recently the Lord gave me was that I've been in this this camp of the enemy for so long, you know all the abuse and the the struggle and the trauma and you know depression, anxiety, all the mental illness. but I've been in the enemy's camp learning how the enemy is operating, uh-huh. so that when God fully takes me out and even now he already has, I'm able to go get people out of the enemy's camp because I know exactly how he's operating. Mm-hmm. I know how he's trying to attack people and lie railroad. to them. Yes, that is such a good way to describe it. Yes, I love that. So good. So good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. You know the way.
1: I know the way. You know
0: the way to freedom. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, is there anything? <coughs> oh, I was going to ask you one more thing. Because um, you have mentioned in our times together at different times and, um, just like, just all the dreams and the words that, you know, that God, the promises Mm -hmm. that God's given you. So I thought to ask you this question. So if your family was a garden, what, what stage would it be in? Where would, where would you be right now?
1: Hmm. I see a full bloom, and it happened overnight, miraculously. Mm. And I think the reason why God's showing me that is because the plant just grows. Mm-hmm. It just grows on its own. You don't have to do it. I mean, you water it, obviously, and the sun, but plants just grow. It's miraculous. It's miraculous. They just grow. And happening overnight is very significant. Because A, it's from the movie Totoro, and that's such a good movie. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Totoro is a definite, just go watch it. It will change you forever. But the plants just grow overnight, like one night. It just takes one night, and they just grow. And I can hear God telling me, you're fully bloomed, because when I live from that place of being fully bloomed, I'm not worrying about the process Mm. because I'm already there. Yeah. (laughs) You know? so So you just enjoy it and the joy is what sets you free yeah you know it says the joy of the lord is your strength so it gets you through it so yeah i guess we're fully bloomed (laughs) Mm,
0: i love it (laughs) what would you share with um people who are um maybe not at that place where they see themselves that way. Mm. What would you how would you encourage them? Maybe in a practical way or how how would you encourage them to um tune in to God and get that revelation for themselves?
1: Gotcha. Well, God is always speaking. Always. And I think the main issue for us is that we don't realize he speaks through the simplest things like watching a movie. You you don't think you're really going to encounter him, but then if you're just a little bit open to okay, maybe God will show up. Maybe he'll show up. And that was what I hung on to for a long time. He would come in like a whirlwind through movies or a TV show I watched with my husband or bath time with my kids or it was just the simplest things um but shame and guilt will keep you from hearing him because you're not allowing yourself to be loved by him and he's a gentleman. He will not force himself on you. So if you're if you're willing to allow yourself to really put those walls down mm-hmm. and feel his love, even if you don't love yourself, he will give you the ability to love you at that time you're in. He'll he'll show you how to love yourself because of the the infinite love he has for you. And his communication with you is completely different than with any other human being he knows how you feel loved and all he needs is for you to give him a little bit of trust just a little and he'll run with it and you'll you'll never look back you'll know that that's your god talking to you and if you can push the lies away from you that aren't of him anything that doesn't sound like love or makes you feel condemned is not from him push that away and you will begin to hear him in your life
0: so good i feel like it's full circle because it's it's kind of what you shared about like with eric and drawing near wow and you know like love draws near yeah and the shame and the guilt and even what you shared about like the walls of shame and guilt going down for him and seeing him the real eric emerge yes and it's like with you it's the same thing it is it's it's the same thing with all of us but like
1: yeah yeah it's just
0: the same process
1: wow that's really good yeah I love that
0: well will you pray for people before we wrap up yeah. just who are listening to this and going through their own process of overcoming hard things while building sure. family
1: and all that yeah I would love to yeah. all right Papa, we just speak life into every situation and household that there would just be this liquid love flowing on every head of every child, of every mother Mm -hmm. and father, that they would be so aware of your love and your voice speaking to them even now, that you are just giving them the kiss of approval That there's nothing they can do to make you love them more. There's nothing they could do to make you love them less. And by the great Graham Cook, he says, he loves you because 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 Because that is what he is like. He is so loving and even when you can't forgive yourself, he'll flood you with forgiveness. And his His goodness chases you. It really does. His goodness will chase you down. And just know that whatever you're struggling with right now, it's not the end. And if you can take yourself outside of time and see that there is something bigger, that God has a strategy for you, and that the destiny you carry inside of you is going to burst and you literally will become a giant in the spirit realm where you don't take no for an answer because with God, it's yes and amen. So you're just going to go, you're going to go forward and nothing's going to stop you. And when these, these roadblocks come up, you know that that's just the enemy showing you and actually he's giving you strategy. You're going to be able to use your struggles to propel others into their callings and destinies. And what took you 10 years will take someone else 10 months because of your ceiling being their floor. And suffering doesn't go to waste. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Every bit of suffering that you've gone through or that you're enduring right now will not go to waste. And all the joy that the enemy has stolen from you, he's going to have to give you seven times more. He has to. It's written. And God's word does not change. So I just release that over whoever's listening and for their souls to be blessed and to be launched into the heavenlies because that's your home. Mm -hmm. That's where you belong. And God's God's right there with you and he's taking you along the way. And you're going to get to see so many cool things as you open your heart up to him and allow him to love you and embrace you. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks, Felicia. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please check out our website at homeinspired.org for more resources. And if you want to connect with me in person, email me at at homeinspired.org. Thanks again.